back then we had no clue. No clue. There yeah. was no way like, of us knowing if anybody was going to come. I mean, yeah. we're setting up at the, the the day of the party, and we still don't know if people are going to come. Yeah. Do you like know. that surprise though? I mean, it was it was hectic. I yeah. Because yeah. we don't and know. Because it's, it, it's a whole day thing. You know what I mean? You're there early. You're setting up equipment. You're setting up. You know. Mm. Uh, visuals, your everything, you know, you're like making the lights, party, yeah. you know, you're doing everything for the party, and then time come for you know the event to start. You're like, I just, I just <laughs> people gonna come, you know, and and you know, little little, you know, for of course all your your family and friends come first, you know, yeah. so you're like, all right, go, cool. and those yeah. are the non-paying people, yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> right? Those, yeah. are, those are just to make it look yeah, like, yeah, just to make it look like yeah. there's people there, and <laughs> then you know, like. Next thing you know, it was like quarter full. You start seeing and people, people coming. coming downtown. Yeah, you know, there's a line. We got coming. a line. And we're like, all right, dude, it's yeah. cracking. Yeah, you know, we got a line, and at the bro. same time. Welcome to the Blitz Seekers podcast. Our podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every major platform, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube. Please make sure you like, subscribe, hit that notification bell. Thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast and please enjoy the show. So welcome back to the podcast. Today we have two very special guests. The Bay Area is home to some of the greatest artists in electronic music. Many have started their careers there and he is no exception. Always armed with a big smile and a hearty laugh, this San Jose-based artist has learned to channel his good vibe mentality into infectious house music. A DJ since the mid-90s, he's paid his dues spinning everything from high energy to hip-hop at house parties, school dances, and clubs. He's been heavily influenced by the funky grooves of 70s disco and R&B. His extensive mobile DJ and club experience has given him a keen sense of what will get the party people moving, and according to J-Funk, that's what it's all about. Our next guest is representing Funk Lab Crew. He's a San Jose native that has been in the DJ scene for well over 20 plus years. Throughout his career, he's also been a promoter, an MC, and a mobile DJ. He started off DJing with all his friends that lived in the same neighborhood, then he branched off to mixing at house parties, dances, community events, Bay Area bars, clubs, and raves. The biggest event he spun was Metropolis in San Jose at the Santa Clara County Fairgrounds, which held over 20,000 plus partygoers. DJ Tempo's favorite music to spin is funky disco vocal house, but over the years he's transitioned to playing all genres like hip-hop, R&B, old school, and freestyle, which have given him more opportunities to move the crowd and get the people on the dance floor doing what he does best. Please welcome to the podcast, J-Funk and DJ Tempo. Yeah. Yo, yo, Beautiful yo, yo. intro. Yeah. Welcome, yeah. guys. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome, guys, man. It's good to have you. Um, and uh, I guess we're all wearing our funk lab gear. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. I love this shirt. Got the swag. Got the, the swag colors. on. Yeah. <laughs> you guys did actually a really good job because I like to wear white a lot and she <laughs> likes to wear darker colors. So it was yeah. kind of perfect. Yeah. But we were talking earlier, right? When you kind of throw something out there, the universe kind of right. makes everything happen. Exactly. Yeah. And these were like the only shirts that we were like, I think these will fit. <laughs> this is all we got. Yeah. So actually, actually, perfect. And actually the shirt you got on is like, exclusive like the one and only it was actually like a tester for us really yeah mm-hmm. my oh. boy's like you know i could do the baseball tee and we're like let's try it you know what i mean so yeah. you, you got a one-on-one <laughs> yeah. collector edition the one of one right <laughs> uh but anyways um yeah so thank you guys for being here and uh we always start the podcast with kind of getting to know you guys about how you grew up your background 
because uh, we feel like when people get to know you, uh, they'll connect with you better. So, oh, yeah. yeah um, sure. You guys, guys, like you guys both grew up in San Jose? Uh, yeah. we we're, I'm the friends that it says in the intro. Yeah. You know, oh, we're wow. the, yeah, we all live literally like around the block from each other. Really? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so. could see his house from my house. Like There's like a court. <laughs> yeah, there's like a court behind my house, and his house is right behind At the that. end of the court. Oh, wow. So I could yeah. just peek my head over the fence. And <laughs> there, there actually was a fence, no, before? Oh, yeah, yeah before there used to be a neighbors. fence. Okay. And they, they, they could go to the We back. made a gate. Yeah, oh, okay. because we were that good friends with our neighbors back, yeah. back in the day. <laughs> oh, really? So we would just walk yeah, all the way through, through, just all the way. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Like, hey, like a little gateway, right? Yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. Which part of San Jose? Uh, south San Jose. I guess yeah. some people call it East San Jose now, mm-hmm. but it's south. It's um, literally Southside Drive right there. Yeah, I mean, we live off Southside Drive. So probably like of, the uh, beginning of Southside right there. By Capital and center. Yeah. Okay. Center. So yeah. like yeah, right before right when the South Side starts. Right, yeah. right. I yeah. guess back in the day that was where it was, but now it went all the way to Morgan Hill. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. South Side goes all the way down that way. Yeah, the oh. Bay Area of San Jose has definitely changed a lot since we grew up. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. So you guys are childhood friends. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah How'd you guys meet? What was it in the seventh grade, eighth grade? I think yeah. I was like a, a grade older than this guy. Okay. Yeah, I was I was in seventh and you were in eighth. Yeah, so I was already at the junior high. And then when this guy got there, he was kind of just chilling. And I go, hey, what's up, bro? Like, Come hang out over yeah, like, here. Yeah. I mean, we knew each other from the neighborhood, but yeah. we never really like hung out, you know, ah. just... Yeah, so once once we seen each other at school, we're like, dude, what's up? You know, and we just clicked up clicked since up that there. day. It was like yeah. an instant connection. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. because we already knew each other because we had mutual friends, but like the way we grew up, like on that side of the neighborhood, these guys were all jocks. Yeah, oh, we were playing, and they football, played football, baseball, baseball <laughs> and all that. And I was the nerd, like yeah. you know, you were the comics, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, watching Star Wars and all that stuff, you know, but it, it worked out. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because, it, like, you, you say that's like quote unquote nerd in high school, but it's it's a creative, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, anybody has a big imagination is into, like, you know, like comics oh, or, yeah. or, or fantasy or sci fi. Oh, yeah. You guys just all had all stuff. this creativity, yeah. man. You know what I mean? <laughs> you just didn't have anything to channel it into, you know what I mean? Right. Well, yeah, no, we really didn't because over there in that air- area was mostly gang. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. we really couldn't go outside because, you know, there was gangs out there. So, yeah. you know, our I mean, parents it, were like, like, hey, come inside. Houses away from us, you know what I mean? It was yeah. like. Yeah, don't go down that way. Yeah. Over on the other side over there, there's gangs over there. Yeah. I forgot who put it a convenience. Like, the kids just have to be hopping in a circle in the front yard. You right. can't go here, you can't go here. It's just hopping in a circle in the front yard, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's exactly how it was. So, so you you go to seventh grade. You guys link up. Like, what happens after that? I mean, we, we link up, but it's like we already, like, knew each other from the neighborhood. Like, you know, we had another boy that was already doing the DJ thing, uh-huh. you know, but it was like with some like realistic turntables. Or right. Like, it was yeah. the belt drive. Yeah, the, <laughs> like, I don't even think, I don't even think it had it like had a no pinch, pinch control. control. Oh, no, yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, we all knew him. Yeah. So we would all like go to his house. To, he he was know. the guy that he was the only guy in the neighborhood that had like a DJ set. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So we used to take our records, you know, because back then you, we used to actually yeah. buy records. Yeah. You know, at the <laughs> record used to store, have to actually you know? know how to DJ. Yeah. 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 Well, no, not only that, but I'm saying like records to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we would buy records at Jemco and Star Music records. Land, Star Records. Yeah. And I had my own little crate even before I was a DJ, just uh, my own personal music that 
I would listen to on my home stereo. Oh wow, that's you interesting. Know, like with you know, we had like the the big turntable yeah. with the big receiver, <laughs> Every, yeah, cassette, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. Cassette. yeah. It had the, the the layers, you yeah, know, like awesome. the big speakers. Yeah. Big, you know, I remember those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, we used to get in trouble. My pops would be like, "Hey, what are you guys doing? We'll break my needles." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's interesting, though. I have a question because you guys were young kids, right? And right. you know, back then it was cassette tapes, right? right. Right. What made you guys get into records? Like, what was it about records? Did you, were you always into records? or? Well, like, for me, too, like, you know, my parents have always been, like, a big record collector, too. Oh, so okay. it's like, you know, all their vinyl, you know. They, my, my pops has always collected vinyl. So, like, he got rows, you know what I mean, of just, just rows, records, you bro, know. Records. And then not only that, like, he used to collect A-tracks and... Oh. Real to real, he you know still got I mean? all that. Yeah, stuff he still too. has all that, wow. you know. And he's always like trying to put his input in, like, "Hey, mix this in for us." And we're like, "That won't go, bro." But you know, I, I think that's where like my my like getting into the music background, you know, came from my parents. You yeah, know? Mm-hmm. I would come home. You know, my parents would be having their little party, you know, with their friends, dancing in the living room, and they're doing the same thing, just putting vinyl on and just letting it play, you know. Yeah. We'd come home, you know, from playing outside or whatever, and they're just dancing in the living room. And, you know, that's how, I mean, you know, pretty much how, like, you know, we got our start to seeing what vinyl was and all that. My dad used to go to the flea market, like, hey, I'm going to go look for vinyl, you know. Look what I found this week, you know, and I didn't know nothing about it back then. But We thought that was, like, dumb music. (laughs) It was always, like, 70s classic rock and, like, all this weird stuff, Beatles, and we're like, oh, what's that? That's all people music. Now we're like, hey, you going to leave us that collection? He's like, hell no, cabrón. Take it with me. (laughs) Take it with you. Where? It's going to be like the Narcos and Build a Big With all the records. So it was, like, the 70s rock music were being played in your household? Yeah, it was a lot of 70s rock a lot of um old school, old school oldies oldies yeah. um and then a lot of mexican music yeah. like mm-hmm. cumbias and i love you know, cumbia yeah cumbia all that stuff yeah, you know? yeah i kind of I, I know what you guys talk about not with records but i you know, you know you're talking about the big mexican it's not a mexican but the big stereo system right yeah. so our family would have karaoke and obviously okay. nobody knows how to sing <laughs> so it would be like <laughs> karaoke on that big old stereo system <laughs> yeah. and all the uncles getting drunk and mm-hmm just singing horribly so i kind of yeah, know what that's it's like exactly right? what it is yeah that's yeah exactly how it was or my dad would be playing like uh radio romantica on there or whatever <laughs> mm-hmm. so cool so basically from you it came from your dad yeah having from my the parents. records yeah, yeah yeah what about you jay funk um the same thing you yeah. know just that dynamic of younger parents and then they would have their little parties with all our uncles and okay. the neighbors because like i said yeah. these guys were not right there so and we had that f- uh, f- a hole in the fence or whatever yeah. that, the the, the gate door. in the yeah. fence so it'd be like hey come through and everybody would just kind of come to either my backyard or we go to his house and oh, we were wow. just kind of always going yeah. back and forth yeah you know with our families like i mean his mom and his dad are like really good friends with my mom and dad so it's kind of like a no-brainer that's pretty cool though because you don't see i mean at least I mean, that's rare. I, I don't know if it's rare or not, but I don't see it too often where two guys grew up together are still homies. Like, you know, what is it? How long has it been now? Oh, God. Jeez. So over over 30, 30, yeah, 30 years, years now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. 92. I mean, we already knew each other before that, but what, 92, 91 was like when we were in junior high. Yeah. yeah. So from then till now, I mean, we've never really stopped hanging out or yeah. doing this. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so awesome. good 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, it's pretty. It's it's really awesome if you think about it, because you're getting it, you guys are building Funk Lab, right? And we're gonna get into that, right? Right. But you're doing that with basically your best friend, someone you grew yeah. up with, someone you've known for thirty years, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's something special about that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Thanks, bro. Appreciate yeah. That. No problem. <laughs> um, and so you're getting into records. You go to your homie's house. Like, what happens next? This homie that has those turntables. <laughs> oh, our homie Chico, big up Chico. You yeah, know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, same thing. His mom uh, was like, uh, this is before like now where they're pickers, you know, so she would buy stuff from people, go like to big old lots, big lots of stuff. Mm-hmm. And one, in one of those lots, there was a DJ set. Oh, wow. Right. It <laughs> yeah. was a full blown DJ set, turntables, mixer, but it was like cheap stuff. Yeah. It wasn't, you know. And he took it. Yeah. He knew what it was. He, he was, was like, like, oh, hey, mom, <laughs> I'm taking this. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, at first, he was he'd be kind of like, "Oh no, you guys can't touch it. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. You guys can come over and hang out. We can spin <laughs> records, but you guys can watch me. <laughs> Nobody can touch it. You know, because yeah. you guys don't know what you're doing. You know, <laughs> but we were always eager and you yeah. know, uh, you know. Um, and then we we uh, he actually got a gig. One of the school dances that we got, and we we all went with him, um, and. He like left. I don't know. Something happened where he left and the record was going to finish. Okay. And I didn't even know what to do. And I said, <laughs> I'm jumping on. And I just jumped on. I threw something on. And I didn't even. It came out like crap. Bro. There was no <laughs> mix. It was just. Doo, 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 yeah. You know, train wreck, whatever they call it. And that was my first mix. Yeah. That was my the introduction to DJing. And yeah. he, I remember all the people around me were like, he's going to do it. Oh, dude, he doesn't know what he's doing. Well, oh, man, oh, man. You know, these guys are like, oh, man. Like, all right, I'm doing it. I don't yeah. care, you know. I mean, and from there, we just kind of used to buy, like, mixtapes yeah. at the flea market. Yeah, you know, yeah. Two DJ five. Law. Yeah, DJ Law. Yeah, exactly. DJ yeah, Law at the Capital Flea Market. Capital Flea Market, man. He, um, he had it on lock out there. Yeah, he had it on lock. And so he would do mixes on there. And it was all hip hop. And he would do like a cut right before the mix. Mm-hmm. And then he would go. So then I was like, you know what? Let me try that. Yeah. So then I started doing it, but it wouldn't come out. And I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Yeah. And they're like, no, you got to speed it up. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what's that? And they're yeah. like, that little thing that's on the side right there. And I'm like, oh, that's what it's for. Because <laughs> we didn't know, you know? Yeah. We were like, and then finally, we finally got, you know, to match records, beat match, you know, actual yeah. beat matching. Wow. How long do you think it took you till you can actually start getting records on beat and start actually putting in some good stuff? Man, I, I don't even like remember yeah, I how it remember. how it happened, but you know, from from him like because he didn't even have like turntables with like the pinch pitch control, we went to well my other buddy that literally lived like what four three houses, houses four three houses, houses down, down from him. Yeah. yeah. He actually bought a pair of techniques you oh. know and so that's when we like learned the whole pitch control like yeah. oh you know and from there we were mixing all hip-hop huh? like hip-hop oh well we were doing more high energy because we, we were into like the dance music yeah. side of and that was the time of high energy right yeah, yeah it was like yeah. the mid 90s the yeah. early 90s so i mean high energy was like king at that time can yeah. you give an example what, what type of music i mean what um, artists artists songs? would be like little Susie. Little, yeah um who else? Timmy T, yeah. Stevie B. Yeah. Oh, Stevie B. That yeah. I remember. Yeah. Stevie yeah. B. Yeah, that I know. Yeah, yeah like those that, artists, and like a lot of those artists. Um, 
uh, were San Jose based. Yeah. Mm. Angelina. Yeah, Angelina. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I remember her. Spanish yeah. fly. Yeah, Spanish fly. Yeah, like, days, all <laughs> them, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. So that big scene was like a big influence on us. The only thing... We weren't old enough to really party. Right. Because we were kids. Yeah, you know, we were only still like 15, th- 14. 13, 14, wow. 15. Yeah. So, you know, our parents were pretty strict as far as, you know, letting us out. Right, right. Know? So you guys basically had a lot of years of practicing. practicing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were and the then, bedroom DJs. Actually, and it's funny, though, because like now. You know, everyone's a bedroom DJ right now. Right. You know, because of the whole COVID thing. So yeah. it took us back to our roots, you know? Yeah, yeah it turned everybody and back into a bedroom yeah, DJ. Yeah, you know, and it's like, it's funny because, you know, people are trying to, you know, say that they're bigger than who. It's like everyone's the same right now, you yeah. know, no matter what, because we're all stuck, you know, with this whole COVID thing. So everyone's trying to do the whole Twitch thing, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. whatever they could do, you know, to keep, stay out there, you know, yeah. and stay, stay live and visual to everyone. So that's a good point that you just mentioned. Um, do you think that's a good thing or do you think it's a bad thing uh, or it's kind of just neutral uh, to, to the DJs? Um, well, for me, I think it evened out the playing field. So even the biggest guy that was getting paid the most money is there's guys that are unknown that have more viewers than those guys. Yeah. 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 You know, and that's the game right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's great to be honest. Cause yeah. it, like you said, it leveled the playing field and, and you know, that's why I love today's world, virtual YouTube, Twitch, stuff like that. Because maybe back in the day when you guys were coming up, you needed to know somebody or get oh, hooked yeah. up or, or, or be oh, out there, sure. be yeah. out there promoting, you yeah. know what or I mean? Be out there, yeah, be out there, you know, yeah, lugging crates and grinding. Oh yeah. Mixtapes, CDs. And that's, that's like a big part of like the whole thing about Funk Lab is like, we've always had to like be out there on our grind to yeah. like get places to play. You know what I mean? Like people knew us, but they just never would give us that that opportunity and shine right until we started doing our own parties you know what right, i mean like right. we would go out and like dude we can do this ourselves like why are we over here like trying to be out here to get seen when these guys know who we are and they wouldn't give us the opportunity you know but yeah. we would go support we would right. go out to you know cactus club i mean we, there was a bunch of little venues that mm-hmm. we would go hang out at and just try to get seen passing out our CDs, tapes, or whatever, you know, we had to do flyers, whatever. And, uh, you know, that's when we were just like, dude, let's do this on our own. Right. You know? So an adversity became a blessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And then you guys already built that hustle. So now that it's pretty much a wide open game, you guys that's already it. have the habits built. Like, we already know how to hustle. Yeah. You know right, what I mean? right. Now it's, now it's an even playing field. The only thing is getting over that learning hump of the technology because it's a new program you gotta right. buy and you gotta also invest in it too because oh, you know you gotta buy it. cameras and yeah. you gotta buy different things because stuff won't work yeah if it's not plugged in properly yeah that, that's you and know? like for the whole like you know everything that we've been having to go through I've bought like so many different things to try to give us like the best quality sound. It's yeah, because like, yeah, we don't want to do no, no janky sound. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, we want to present something that's like quality for yeah. the people. Content is king in this world, right? right? So as long as you guys have good content, uh, you guys will be okay. Um, I, I would, I would just give you like a little tip that someone gave me. If it was about the, I mean, of course, do quality, right? Right. But if it was all about just the quality, 
every wouldn't every movie be a blockbuster oh yeah because they all use the same equipment <laughs> right, yeah. right right yeah and yeah. it's all the top most expensive right <laughs> right but what's the difference between the great movies and the ones that don't don't do well right it's the content it's right. the movie it's the it's movie story. itself yeah. it's yeah. the story yeah. it's the actors themselves yeah. it's all of it yeah. yeah so as long as you guys focus on putting good content out right. there yeah. right everything else will kind of follow yeah, right sure. like exactly. you know, obviously you, you can go back to our first episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just see but you know and then, but i appreciate you're taking action Action. Like this is right here, established 1993. That's pretty dope. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey. We're coming up to almost 30 years, you know. Yes, yeah. you know. So hey, you know, sometimes that's what it takes. But you know, in this day and age of the virtual world, if you get something good out there, you guys could just explode and pop right. like that. And, and, right? and then that's all it is is like you know just that one that one time or whatever. Then you know people will jump on it. You yeah. know. Yeah. So I mean that's why we've never really stopped our hustle. You know, like. We'll try stickers. We'll try pins. We'll try shirts. Like, I actually, we actually just bought a, um, is it, uh, it's a vinyl cutter okay. so we can actually start making the shirts. Cause it's like, we, you know, we've always went through someone to make them. It's like, yeah. bro, we can just do it ourselves. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so that's like right now our next step is like trying to get our own like you know line going to with yeah. Funk Lab and everything. Yeah. Are you yeah. talking about the actual machine? To yeah, like right. Yeah, put so the design. Yeah, yeah okay. the design. Mm -hmm. So we will, you know. So we'll, we'll be able to make our own stickers, stickers, mm -hmm. and our everything. own yeah. Yeah. everything production. Okay. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All DIY in house, just yeah. like how you were saying earlier. Huh? Yeah. Uh, there's there's um I'll, I'll, we can also talk off camera off, but there's a way where you can do it where. Uh, they buy it and every there's no cost. It's just whenever they buy it, they take a right, cut and yeah, it gets shipped out. Yeah, too, we've so. we've tried those ones. Too. Oh, you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you we prefer this 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 way? Um, yeah, just for us because um, we like to uh, deliver our stuff too. You know, like, oh, so like the personal touch. Yeah, yeah. the personal yeah. touch. You know, yeah. we we like to go to people's houses be like hey you know we're dropping off a shirt or come through come yeah, to the pad. See? You know, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. and, and that's yeah. what I mean. Like a lot of the people that like purchase our stuff and all that's like been fans with us you know and supported us through like our whole hustle you yeah. know and it's like we'll come out with something new and they're like on it you know what i mean yeah, yeah. i'm like jay hit them up they got you know i'll be at work they're hitting me up i'm like hit them up jay you got yeah. time hit them up you know yeah we just, so you know we're back and forth just trying to you know keep it going you know yeah. that's awesome man well yeah. i definitely i definitely see you guys exploding and I, I hope that we can help out so hey we'll leave all the information in the description below by the way make sure you subscribe make sure to smash the like button and hit that notification bell anyways let's get back to it so now you guys are are bedroom djs you guys bedroom are like DJs. fired up and then now what happened when you guys got old enough to actually go out there and so start I, actually before all that like you know my parents were like cool so we would throw parties at my house Oh, that's all right. And, you know, we would have my sister's birthday, my birth, you know, so it was like it worked out because my sister was like the beginning of the year and then I'm in the middle of the year and then okay. my little sister's at the end of the year. Oh. So we're like, cool, three parties yeah. throughout the year, you know, <laughs> we're good. Yeah. So that, you know, we would actually do like a whole like inside the house we would have a dj uh -huh. and then in the garage we'd have like a dj oh, wow. so we had like two, two rooms. rooms yeah, yeah. <laughs> we you know so we were already <laughs> yeah. doing like you know yeah. the whole thing that you do in the clubs but we're mm. doing it at houses you yeah. know like that was our thing so we're like all right you're booked for this time you know like we would have everyone like booked. set times set and everything. times oh. you know come on come on That's spin awesome. and <laughs> can't stop one stop yeah really. yeah. yeah so yeah um yeah that's a, that's how we actually got started doing like the parties and then uh it just kind of branched off from there well i think once we got to the point where 
Well, um, once we started DJing, we started also doing like the school dances, and then we would do the um, lunchtime. Okay. Oh, like yeah, at yeah, yeah. school, we would. Oh, they uh, had music at lunchtime? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the days, you know, yeah. it was all good, right? Yeah. And, uh, high school, we would do. Our high school. Like, yeah, at our, our high school, school, you know, our guidance counselors, they were all cool and they were like, That's hey, pretty you cool. Guys, yeah. yeah. You know, they would give us permission to take Set the up. class off, the, 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 the class before, yeah. the class after yeah. lunch. Wow. Yeah. So you guys even got two classes off. Yeah, yeah we get yeah. two <laughs> classes off. It'd be like credit and everything, yeah. bro. You know, <laughs> for, you know, yeah. volu- like volunteering things at yeah. the school, you yeah. know, and, and it was free. Of course, we didn't get paid, but right. it was more just to showcase what we're doing yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, getting that exposure and getting used to um, DJing in front of people. Yeah. Right. Because we were already doing it for our family right. and friends at the house. But then once you move over to like people that you don't know, now you get like people nerds. judging you. Yeah, like, yeah. Nerds, butterfly, yeah. like, ah, yeah. that guy sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever, yeah. but you know. It's just <laughs> How was it? How was the first time like in front of strangers? Um, it, For me, it was nerve wracking. I can remember, remember like the even the high school stuff that we did wasn't as crazy, but my very first official like gig in front of like a lot of people was actually at the fairgrounds too but it was for a car show mm. and it was like one of those hookup things like my buddy was like hey bro like i know the lady that's booking the djs you want to play and i'm mm. like yeah all right I'm yeah. Down, you know but i never played in front of a crowd like that before but i just like yeah because yeah. yeah. i i would always say yes you know yeah and well, um, that's a good that's a tip right there and um that day was crazy because it was like bands. Uh, Brenton Wood played. I don't know if you guys know who Brenton Wood is. He's like a big oldies, yeah, oldies. like singer. Okay. Very popular very in San Jose. Oldies. Very famous oldies. Okay. So there was a crowd. Oh, there was a big crowd, bro. Okay. It was yeah. like the big hall. It was yeah, like, like the car whoa. show. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's all kinds of like and gangster car shows were big back in oh, San Jose. Gangster, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Back in the day, bro. They were big. Yeah. So... I played in between the bands, okay. like in one of the, and I think it was like right before Brenton Wood set. And I remember I was backstage and I was getting ready to go on him. He came back there and I was like, oh man, there's Brenton Wood, bro. And he goes, hey man, uh, you know, kick ass, you know, break a leg, you yeah, know, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. He gave me like a like, yeah. encouragement <laughs> yeah. and I'm like, all right, let's do this. And I remember I was so nervous, but we got it done and the people were dancing and yeah. it just was just that that first experience like oh i can do this yeah. it's not as bad you know like, it's that thing you know i didn't die yeah exactly i got through my first day but did you die yeah exactly that's exactly how it was and um yeah i mean that was my first gig as far as in front of like a big large crowd i mean yeah. jojo what was your what about uh, you? well i mean you know like after after doing like the high school things but we eventually started getting booked for like dances and all that and we were doing them and we actually got banned from doing dances at Gunderson because <laughs> oh, really? we played like I would think it was like uh, Freaks of the Industry. No, like, no, yeah, no, it, it was, was like uh, yeah it was just back that ass up and oh. like all the kids were like freaking and everything and our teachers like, are like no no we're like dude they're gonna they're, they're gonna let us go anyways just yeah. let it play you know yeah. what I mean so I mean you know going doing doing those you know type of things the the dances and all that are where i kind of like you know loosened up but still even then you know like doing other you know from everything that you went to you know it was always a different experience you know because you're like 
in front of a crowd and mm. you're like, you know, I got to make them, you know, yeah. I got to please them. You right. know what I mean? It's not about me. You know, right. uh, you know, of course, a lot of DJs want to play what they want, but it's more of like playing for the crowd because, you know, you want them to be happy and yeah. out there dancing, were, you know, a good grooving. experience. Yeah. yeah so. The other thing that we used to um, also do besides that was a lot of mobile gigs. OK, so um, um, and then another thing is uh, so one of the mobile gigs that we had because at that time we used to just play hip hop and high energy. Okay. So that's yeah. all we had, right? Yeah. And uh this girl, she booked me for like a house party and we get there and I'm just playing hip hop and high energy, but like the family wants Mexican music. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I don't got no Mexican music. Yeah. The girl's like, you know, I'm thinking they're gonna kick my ass or something, you know, but they wouldn't they weren't, but you know, they're like, Hey, what's up? Play some Mexican, what you got? You know, I'm like, I don't got nothing. So I was all scared at the time, you know, we're only like fifteen or something. Yeah, damn. And so I called my dad and I go, Hey, bring your tapes. Cause oh, my dad would like just yeah. like his dad, you know, we had big music collection, yeah. you know, records, yeah. tapes. And he just had tapes and we used to take our tape deck with us at right. that time. And he just brought his tapes and he saved the day. He saved the party. They were like, yeah, we love this music. So what actually that happened is it gave my dad that itch. He's like, I want to do this again. Oh, wow. Like, they paid you guys? <laughs> we're like, yeah, they paid us. <laughs> we're like, what's up? So he was like, our ride. Uh, yeah, so my dad was um, our ride. He basically became, you know, because we didn't have licenses. We yeah. didn't have cars, you know. So, But it was cool because he invested in us. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, so what do you guys need, like, to oh, wow. get stuff? Because at first we were taking his stuff. Right, yeah. his turntables, his speakers, yeah. his you know receiver, whatever, yeah. and same thing with JoJo. Yeah. We, we would kind of like put like a little Frankenstein setup yeah. together and make <laughs> it work. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just house speakers, you know. Yeah, what I mean? house like, hey, would you get your parents? Yeah, I got mine too. All right, cool. <laughs> let's there, go. You know let's what I mean? We just stack them on top of each other, you know. So, um, so my pops ended up like we ended up buying actual DJ speakers, wow. like used ones. Yeah. And we bought an amp, and then we just kind of started buying things, um, just little at a time. But it was, it was never like I'm buying this for you. It was like you're paying me back for this stuff. Oh wow! So he you taught know? you responsibility. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. not oh, like yeah. giving it to yeah. you. Yeah, he, no. Like he helped. He you. helped us. Yeah. He invested in us, but yeah. he's like, I gotta get my money back yeah, first. Yeah, 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 you know, he, yeah. you know. So it's like you earned it. You worked for it. Oh yeah, it, yeah. We it. definitely earned all that yeah. stuff, yeah. and and all that stuff paid for itself like tenfold. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did. That was so. pretty pretty smart by your dad though, because. A lot of times parents will want to give their kids everything or stuff like they didn't have, right? Mm -hmm. But he taught you the value of money and earning stuff. and uh, But he did help you, you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. if it weren't for your dad's, you know, putting the money up to invest right, in right. you, you probably would have had a different path, right? Right, but right, the, right. Yeah, but then he also taught you like, hey, now you got to pay me back. Yeah. You know I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, I mean, that's as far as like the start of, like our mobile business right. at that time, which like Jojo was saying earlier, or Tempo was saying earlier, um, you had to learn these crowds. You can't just go and play what you want, right? Because that's what I thought, right? I took my high energy. Oh, we need a DJ. Yeah, I took my yeah. high energy, my hip hop, and they wanted Mexican music. Yeah, and you're like, oh. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wait a minute. I got to be diverse. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, we had to learn how to play for different crowds. You know, you learn how to play for the young guys, the older people, and you kind of give everybody what they want. 
So now it's easy for us. We yeah. can kind of just, it's it's almost like natural. You is know? that the first thing that you guys think about? Like, oh, what does the crowd look like? Or Yeah, like I mean, we're age. always checking yeah, the crowd. Yeah. yeah. You have to, you, yeah. you, you, you have to know your crowd, if, yeah. you know, what I mean, they you, want. You try something and then if that's not working, you're like, all right, let me see if I can mm. flip it up, you know, something yeah. else to where I'm going to get some people on the dance floor, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes don't get me wrong. Sometimes you're playing all the hitters, Yeah. you know, every song and you're like, no one's dancing. Yeah. Sometimes alcohol is the case. There's yeah. no alcohol <laughs> at a party. So no one wants <laughs> yeah, to dance. It was all embarrassed. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, it, it's, it's Sometimes it's not, you know, the DJ or whatever, but, you know, most of the time what you want to do is just, you know, keep flipping like, okay, this ain't working. Let's try something else, you know, yeah. see if we can get them. And, you know, eventually, you know, you're going to, you're going to realize like, okay, it's not me, you know, maybe yeah. it's just the, the crowd, you know, yeah. and there's some parties that are like that, you know, where you just go and no one dances the whole time. And you're like, yeah. I just played out good, yeah. you know, good music, like <laughs> You know, I, I know it's not me, you know, because there's a lot of people that would go and dance to that music, right. you know. But, you know, people just want to just hang out and listen to beats, you know. Yeah. Well, hey, they, yeah, they just want to hear the music and yeah. you guys get paid. So there you yeah. go, right? Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah, exactly. So any, what was like, uh, do you guys have a crazy story from your first years of mobile DJing? Like a funny story, something that happened? And can you oh. explain what mobile DJ DJing is? Oh, mobile DJing. Um, like doing house parties um you know sweet 16s you know any mm. anything that's like a you know event that where we have to take like our equipment oh that's my brother so DJ. yeah mobile, yeah mobile where you, like you take your own equipment, equipment. to like a house or oh, a hall that somebody rented mm -hmm. you know because right now when we go to clubs everything's already there yeah so right, right, you right. Just so either bring your laptop or your or you your know USB now usb stick. stick or whatever or back in know. the day your actual yeah. lp records, yeah. records yeah. you know thank you for answering that i'm sure <laughs> i'm not the only one in the world that doesn't know that yeah <laughs> Yeah, I remember the crate lugging days. Cause oh, yeah. When, oh, yeah. Yeah, when I first started hanging out with DJs was Arturo back when I was like 16. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah he's one of my mentors. He's yeah. one of our mentors. Yeah. And, uh, well, that was part of your job if you're kicking it with Arturo and you yeah. want to oh, go to yeah. his gigs. Oh, yeah. I'm, right. I'm, I'm holding this so you can get in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he actually needed the help. Yeah. That was the yeah, thing because yeah. he couldn't take all that stuff on his yeah. own. Yeah. And that was heavy, too. Those oh, were, yeah. Those, those crates were heavy. Yeah, yeah. We would, to go to a gig, we would take about like six four to six crates at of least records. four wow. to six crates you know what records, i mean and, and not using them all but knowing yeah. that we you have enough have to take you know everything because you never know somebody might want something and then and it always happens dude i would always like go through my records okay i'm gonna take this i'm gonna take this and then i'll be like ah, nah, no, i'm not gonna take that one yeah and then when i get there someone's like yeah. hey can you play that one i'm like damn dude, i'm at the house just brought yeah. it <laughs> so then that that's what happens you end up starting to bring everything because mm. you're yeah. like somebody might ask for it yeah so you got to be ready so it was yeah. like heavy labor back then, then. oh yeah because <laughs> yeah. yeah. now people just bring laptops just and laptops. the yeah or the little usb, USB stick right. yeah. like right. you just yeah. slide Minimal. it in there yeah. and you got your 10 crates in one little yeah. stick yeah. that's crazy <laughs> technology yeah. Yeah. yeah so where did funk lab start or how did that start Funk um, Lab was in our our actual buddy's uh, garage. Okay. And like one of our other buddies like graffitied it all up. Uh -huh. And then on the actual door, he put Funk Lab. Uh, and so, so it was like an actual place. Lab. Yeah. Lab. The Funk Lab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it, it was um, 
it was his like little it, it was, was his room. room yeah it was his yeah, room in the garage room in the garage because his mom kicked him out of the house yeah <laughs> like, you got your room in the garage yeah your room's yeah. in the garage now so and and he was like the older homie yeah so he actually went and bought like the good turntables yeah yeah that, so oh, okay he had the money yeah, yeah he had, he had the a money. job yeah, yeah. He, he he bought his well actually he, uh, he, he he actually so all like like i'm saying we're all neighbors one of the other neighbors gave him like a book of cards like he was leaving this guy was like leaving uh-huh. on on his like a mission he was like i don't need this stuff here's a bunch of cards there was like mickey mantle babe Ruth. so like sports cards sports, yeah, sports cards, cards. Yeah. you know those are blowing up now oh, yeah. oh yeah so he actually sold a few of those to and get the to get turntables. Oh, yeah, wow. to get the yeah. turntables. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah that's cool. So I mean, so like, Mickey Mantle started you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Mantle, Chamberlain, <laughs> yeah, else. yeah. It was it was a book of just like all, all these sports cards, man. And it's like crazy, you know. The guy was just like, yeah, I don't even, like, dude. You could have sold those and went on your mission. Yeah, you know. But he was just like a cool, like hippie dude, and he was like, yeah, I need to find one of those. Yeah, no. if anybody has old it. cards, they just want to give yeah. away. Just hit me up, yeah. right? Send us an email, all right? Yeah. That's, so that's yeah, cool. so he he, you know, that's how he created like that whole little thing in his room, mm-hmm. and the like funk like lab. you said, so yeah. ba- basically, Funk Lab is two crews that kind of combined. Because those guys, they were like uh, two years older than us. Mm. And um, so, you know how it is. Like, we were cool to kick it, but not really. Like, we kind of bugged them a little bit. But they <laughs> still let us hang yeah. out just because they were like, oh, you know what? All right, we'll, we'll let you guys hang out with us. Well, because like, they were in already in high school. And we're yeah, still in we're junior, still high, junior high. Gotcha, yeah. You know? But, so, like, Kenny, well, his, my boy's name's Kenny. And, like, I, I grew up with him. Like, me and him were, like, yeah. you know, best friends, even though he was older than me. I was going on trips with, you know, him and his parents to Reno and all that. So he's always had like that love for me. You know what I mean? Like you're my little brother, bro. You know, so we've always, we've always just like, fuck it. Let's go over there, bro. You know? So we would take our crate. We would walk from my house or his house with this big old crate, (laughs) lugging it down the street, you know, just so we could go and mix, Yeah, you know, throw down a mix. And then. They didn't really like that music. They didn't like high energy because they were all hip hop -hop. guys. You know, you're talking like mid 90s you know biggie and right. wu-tang so yeah. they were like their crew was called roughnecks, roughnecks. Uh, and all they played was like underground hip-hop right you know that real new york yeah. style yeah. hip-hop from the yeah. 90s you yeah. know the good stuff right yeah the, yeah i mean of course we liked it too because you know we liked that stuff but we also were into the high energy yeah. Dance, dance stuff because that was more for the girls you guys were into, like the modern scene the like modern the club, stuff yeah party the party stuff. the party, party, party cruise no writer magazine party exactly meet exactly. exactly. a girl party yeah yeah, yeah. 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 exactly exactly yeah, okay. yeah, i know because those are my favorite parties yeah <laughs> that's cool that's cool but so what i'm le- what i'm learning is that you guys had the neighborhood like yeah something that doesn't exist in this area anymore is the neighborhood right yeah. where it everybody kind of knew each other you guys all grew up together yeah it was literally like every Every two to three houses, someone lived. You know what I mean? Like yeah. so, and, like and my cousins and my grandma and them, they lived like cross street. cross the street, like two houses down. Uh, Kenny, he lived like four, four houses, houses down, down around the block. Yeah. And then Chico lived. Chico lived like three, four houses yeah, down four from there. Houses. This uh, Jojo lived, or Temple lived about like four, four houses, houses down from there. So it was just like this big circle that, like around the block, yeah. that we yeah. can just 
go to everybody's house and so if you're hungry and you have no food at home oh, oh yeah oh yeah go to his grandma's house oh yeah my <laughs> grandma grandma's always had the, the, the fresh oh, tortillas everything and the, <laughs> and the fresh beans you know like yeah. always always open you know doors were always open to come eat over there yeah and then it was like cool too because his cousins ended up getting you know equipment too in the garage so it was like every house now we all had, you know, equipment in, wow. in everyone's garage. You know? Yeah, so, so we would just kind of bounce around. We would take records over here. We would take our records, and we would make tapes, and yeah. we would just, we would, we would kind of overstay our welcome at everybody's house. My grandma would get mad, and she'd be like, "Okay, we're going over here. We're going to Kenny's. Kenny's mom would get mad. Okay, we're going to Chico's. So banging on the wall. Boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, all right, let's go. It's great. Let's go. Time to go. Yeah, it's for the love of music. Yeah, yeah. Well, so. and you know, they 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 didn't really kick us out or anything because they knew we were staying off the streets because yeah. the gangs were still there. Yeah. You know, those guys were still right there. Yeah, so we yeah. were kind of like safe in our little bubbles, making music and doing our little things. Yeah. That was like a safe haven. Yeah. For you yeah. Guys. It really That's was. Awesome. It really was. Yeah. It yeah. saved us from like the streets. Yeah. 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 It was your sport. Yeah, yeah. It was our sport. Yeah. yeah. That's your sport. That's what yeah. it was. You know what I mean? And uh, cause that's what keeps kids out of trouble is extracurricular activities. Yeah. Exactly. If you guys didn't have music, you would have nothing else to do, but get involved in the trouble. Oh yeah. Right. Oh you yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, when, when did you guys get your own equipment? How old were you guys when you got your own um, stuff? Well, like I said, my dad invested in us okay. and we bought mm-hmm. those speakers. And then, um, by this time, you know, we had like our own jobs, you know, yeah. we work, I worked at a gas station and then Jojo worked at, um, this other yeah, place I was working for a door company with yeah, my I was dad for a door okay. company. So we were so. making money, you yeah, know, we this is making, like 17, 18 ish yeah, already, okay. you know, yeah. And, uh, you know, like we just all started like, you know what, we need to start buying our own equipment now, you yeah. know, and investing. And, investing. Yep. Yeah. and then we were always buying music and then uh, records are expensive. They yeah. weren't cheap, oh, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. A, a single. 11 bucks, 12 well, uh, bucks. Yeah. Like a single. And this is in the 90s. That's yeah. like 20, 30 bucks today. Oh, oh yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. The, wow. the, the, there were, there were always uh, in two categories, the domestic and those were like five to eight bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you had the imports, Ports, which yeah. were like 10 to 12, sometimes 15. Wow. Depending on where they came from, England or whatever. Yeah. You know? Just that. And you're buying it just for that, like one track. One little yeah. track. You know what I mean? Like three like, minutes yeah. long, 12 like, bucks. Do, do I buy it for, you know, 15 bucks? Yeah. Like, ah. Uh. <laughs> 15 <laughs> seconds? Yeah. Back? You know what I mean? But. You're like, you better like this. a dollar a second. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's like a whole album, like one. No, no, just just literally one. One, one song. Track. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. It'll be like four songs and okay. one LP or got whatever, it, but it. it's just you know you're just buying it for that one. The one song. that you like, you know. Yeah, what I mean? that one like, song oh, this that one's like. gonna get the crowd going, you know. Now I have Spotify. I create playlists there, and picks the songs oh, yeah. that I like. Oh, I know. Spoiled the music. <laughs> yeah. right. I know. Man. You used yeah. to have to buy the whole tape or the whole record, wow. and you only like one song. Yeah. Well, remember yeah. they used to have the singles too, the sometimes. cassette yeah. singles. Yeah. Yeah. But then sometimes they wouldn't have those tracks yeah. on singles, so you had yeah. to buy the whole cassette. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this: Was there like a particular song that you guys like? You know, like you guys fell in love and made you realize, okay, we're gonna go DJ. Was there one song oh, that man. did it for you guys? Actually, while well, the the one song that still follows me is actually called "Follow Me," like, oh, really? like, yeah, that's yeah, JoJo's. Day, yeah. Like that's like yeah, my that's song. DJ that, Tempos. You know, everyone yeah. like knows when like either I play it or yeah. that song plays. Everyone's like Tempo. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? Because like 
that song is always just like stuck with me, you know, and the lyrics are, yeah. are good with it. You know, if you guys yeah. ever get a chance to. Who is it by? Um, Alias. It's A-L-Y dash U-S. I know. I've heard that song a billion oh, times, yeah. but I've only heard about 15 seconds of it a billion times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever heard the whole song. Oh, you know? yeah. Man. It's yeah. always I mean, like DJs playing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, nice. to, to, there's a good message in it, you know, okay. and it just talks about, you know, to follow you, you know. And he's seeing, you know, the the, the vo- vocal that's with it, you know, it goes good, you know, with the rhythm yeah. and everything. Yeah, that's so, a good song. Yeah. So it's funny because you guys have probably listened to thousands oh of, God, of songs. Oh, yeah. So much music. And, and it's in your head, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. the DJ has to know, like, the entire song, basically. Because yeah. you got to know when to when come to in, make, when to yeah. mix, all that. Mm-hmm. So how many songs do you guys think you've listened to in your oh, life? Oh, my God, bro. I couldn't even, <laughs> I couldn't even think about yeah. how many it is, bro. <laughs> yeah. Because so we started off with tapes and CDs. Then we got to records. Now we're on MP3s. Yeah. So, I mean... You got that wide of yeah. a... Yeah. Like, I I could probably literally <laughs> hit play on my laptop and come back in, like, two months, and it'll still be playing. Yeah, you know good. what I mean? That's, wow. how, that's how, how much, yeah. how much music yeah. I have, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Um. So, when you, when you were... When did you guys start to, like, really... Or is there a, a way that you select a song? Or you just kind of listen to the whole thing, and you go, this is a hit, or... How did how did you guys pick up? Just that? Every, everyone had like their different style. J Funk. I mean, we all kind of played house music, right? You know, funky, disco, vocal. Like we all we all had that same flavor, right? But but you know, like our selection was a little different. You yeah. know what I mean? We didn't want to be like yeah. playing the same thing. You know, so we we <laughs> yeah. all like. Like, no, oh, which one's that? And then, and like, in his headphone while we're at the record store, he's like, oh, and yeah. you're like, you, you, got, you, you had yeah. to do, a, you had to almost be a poker face, like, nah, this one sucks. Yeah. Because, you know, you didn't want these guys to, because in a way, there was still like a healthy competition between yeah. us. Even mm-hmm. if we were like partners and we're together, we were still a little bit competitive. Yeah. Right? You know, because these guys are jock, these guys yeah. are sports guys. So they were like, the funk lab yeah the funk lab you know uh, so the hip-hop crew and you guys yes okay you know so we kind of had to compete like with ourselves and each other a little bit because we were always trying to one-up each other because in a way we're still b-boys you know we're we're hip-hop yeah you know so that's like the spirit of Uh hip-hop you know whether it's b-boying djing graffiti emceeing like you know, you're battling when you're emceeing. You know, you want to be a better rapper. You want to be a, the most up graffiti writer. You want to be the best DJ that has the best tracks that nobody else has. You know, you, you the, the B-boy with the best dance moves, you know, who can r- out-rock everybody. Right, right. So that spirit was still in us. Yeah. You know, so we... It, and it wasn't like, oh, I think I'm better than you or you're better than me. Mm. But it just made us better in general for the whole thing yeah if they mm-hmm. say competition drives performance right because if you had right. nobody to compete with you would get kind of like lazy like a days mm-hmm. ago yeah. you wouldn't you wouldn't have to improve yeah. but if you're always competing you're always having to get better because right. you want up you want to one up you want to one up it's like so. you guys are drawing inspiration from one another I oh like yeah how you said um healthy competition yes yeah. no it, it always was because at the end yeah. of the day you know, we would share our records like, hey, I'll yeah. trade you that one. Let me get that one. And then <laughs> yeah. I would play that one now for a yeah. little bit and to another crowd that maybe 
you know, we had sometimes we would have gigs on the same days and we couldn't right. be yet. So playing the same music, playing yeah. the same music. Yeah, yeah exactly. It, it, it did. There was a big level of like skill in competition back in those days, because like you said, San Jose was like a city and everyone was kind of just basically competing against each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was like maybe I mean, how many record stores were there back then in San Jose? I mean, you had Solid Upstairs Bruce. Records. Oh, well, there was, yeah, before that, Star, Star, Star Record. Records, Upstairs Records, um, Solid Grooves. Solid Grooves. I mean, and those were like probably the ones where like all that the DJ, yeah. like yeah. the so, DJ ones. Yeah, so there's three. There's that three, all yeah. the DJs went to to get yes. their music. Yes, yeah. exactly. So like you said, whoever got it first, like you didn't yeah. want to copy that guy. Yes. So it was like, and then sometimes they would only buy like four or five copies yeah. of one record. Yeah. You so if you didn't get it, you didn't get it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so the one that had the hit song, yeah. that was the one that everybody yeah. wanted to play, that right? Was the one. That was exactly <laughs> it. So when did you guys kind of go from high energy to house music? Well, that's where the funk lab was kind of created from the two crews, the roughneck, and then the other crew was delusions. Delusions. Okay. Um, so I guess the reason why we even made up the delusions was because nobody would book us. Okay. So we were just like, okay, well, what are we going to do? Nobody wants to book us. So let's throw our own party. Right. Mm. So our first party that we ever did was at the, Fair. no, it was at the Fair. cactus club. Remember oh, yeah, we did yeah, that yeah. one delusions at yeah, the yeah, cactus yeah. club, which of course nobody came. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was like, maybe right. like five you people, started, you know? Yeah. And then our second party was at the fairgrounds. Yeah. We okay. actually and at the, by this time, we you know we've been working, we've been saving money. Yeah, we're like out we, promoting we, every night on even like on our work nights. You know what I mean? Like out there just grinding, doing yeah. what we had to do, passing out fly. We'd buy like what ten thousand flyers. Yep, just just to be out. You know, putting them on card. Everything that we yeah. had to do because we knew like, all right, this is our time that we're gonna try to shine. Yeah, we were gonna this blow it. it. We blew it up. Like, yeah. you know, we, we have we have to do this. You know, no one's mm-hmm. giving us a chance. That was pre social media. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No social yeah. media. Yeah. 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 Nothing yeah. at all. You it know? was hand to hand. Come yeah. to our party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that because that I used was the to, invite. I used to be a promoter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to promote for Mauricio. I oh, remember okay. oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well that, that yeah. was one of the guys that didn't want to book us. Oh really? Well we're cool now, but you know you know how it goes. Yeah, you know how it goes. Yeah. It's all healthy competition because he had his guy guys that he used to do stuff with right yeah you know but you know what i think it was a blessing in disguise for you guys because it made you create your own thing oh yeah it it made us create our own lane that's for sure and that gives you independence too oh yeah Yeah. whereas like someone that's always being booked they're dependent on that person booking right that person goes i don't want you no more right and they never learn how to do it on their own they're just like ah and what do i do you know what i mean or you guys are like well it doesn't matter (laughs) we just figured it out and that's the thing like why we're still here you know what i mean because there's been so many djs that have done that and then like you're saying you know after after the no one else is booking them they fall off yeah you know and they're not around no more and like for us it's like we continue to grind you know what i mean and even like for the pandemic, when the pandemic fell off, we were like on Instagram, yeah. you know, just trying to get it out. And then Instagram would kick it up, kick us off. Yeah. So we're like going on Facebook, you know, and Facebook would kick us off. Now we're like, all right, let's do Twitch, you know, because yeah. Twitch is supposed to be a little better where they'll let your life play. But like if it you do your replay, they'll mute some of your songs due to like copyrights or whatever. Gotcha. But during the live, you can actually get through it. 
Oh, okay. So we're like, all right, well, let's let's try this. You they know won't what I mean? kick you off. Yeah, they yeah. won't. Yeah. Kick Instagram you off. and Facebook, they'll kick you yeah. off. That's yeah. a, that's a big issue with the copyright thing. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, you guys are just DJs. Yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we're party not, doesn't we're matter. Not, we're yeah. not. And we, we don't even ask for money either because there's a lot of people that'll be like, hit the cash app, blah blah blah. We're just like, we don't care. Yeah, we're yeah. just playing. We just want to play music. You do it for the love of music. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for the love of music and then for our fans because our fans really want to see us. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that's powerful because not only that, you guys built a following where yeah. maybe someone, the following was the club. Yeah. And you know, in right, San Jose, clubs right. don't last very oh, long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They just yeah. get recycled, basically. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. But uh, if the club is gone, then the DJ lost their crowd. Yeah. Because the crowd right. was a crowd. And the, well, you guys right. had to build a grassroots movement right. for years, yeah. like hustling, personal, all that. Yeah. So like, like you were saying, Tempo, like, you're still here 30 years later. Yep. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So so talk about Funk Lab today, like 2021. What, what are you guys doing? Where do you want to take it? I mean, basically, you know, like like we got the shirts, you know, we, we want to brand it now. Okay. You know, we want to make it a brand and, and push it, you know, and do clothing. And, you know, this guy makes music. So we want to do the whole thing, you know, a label and, and everything, you know, that we can go with it. Yeah, you know, um, that's and that's what we're saying. Like, you know, we got the shirt, the shirt uh, cutter. So now we can, you know, try to do it all, everything on ourselves that we've been always going to other people to do. You know, right. throughout the years, we're now now we're like, let's do it ourselves, dude. Yeah. yeah, like why keep you know? I mean, of course, you know, we can still go to other people to get other things, but if we can do it ourselves, let, why not do it? Yeah, I like you know? how you guys just don't wait any longer. Like yeah. if people are not opening the door, you're you're gonna create your own door. Yeah, I mean, I lane. think I think that was advice that we got from somebody. I forgot who it was, and we're like, man, bro, no one's booking us, man. What do we gotta do? We're out here grinding. We're giving out our tapes. We're doing our, our and they're like, well, if no one's booking you, bro, you're gonna have to throw your own parties. Yeah, wow. and we're like. Oh, yeah. oh, dang! I get. Yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah that's what we got to do. Then yeah, I do our own parties. So when did you guys, uh, besides the house, when and when, when did you guys' parties really start to go off? Um, well, I think that first so the, that the Boogie Wonderland, the Boogie Wonderland, which is pretty much our first official was one, two thousand or ninety eight. No, it was like ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah, okay. it was like ninety eight. Yeah. Okay. And um, we threw it at the fairgrounds. It was at the fairgrounds. We had, we had like what? 800 close to a thousand almost a thousand people it was like one of the smaller halls like in the back yeah yeah um but i mean dude we went to every high school college um dude we would go every the whole bay i mean we we took it everywhere right and we and then you know not like how now how like on social media you can see how many likes you got, yeah. how many people are, you know, will say, we're coming to the event, you know. Yeah. Back then, we had no clue. No clue. There yeah. was no way like, of us knowing if anybody was going to come. I mean, yeah. we're setting up it, it, at the, the, the day of the party, and we still don't know if people are going to come. Yeah. yeah. Do you like know. that surprise, though? I mean, it was it was hectic. I yeah, because yeah. we don't and know because it's, it, it's a whole day thing. You know what I mean? You're there early. You're setting up equipment. You're setting up, you know, mm. uh, visuals. You're everything. You know, you're like making the lights. Party, yeah. You know, you're doing everything for the party, and then time come for you know the event to start. You're like, I just I just <laughs> people gonna come, you know, and and you know, 
little little you know for of course all your your family and friends come first you know yeah. so you're like all right cool and those yeah. are the non-paying people yeah you know what i mean <laughs> right those yeah. are, the those are just pay, to make it look right? like yeah, just to make it look like yeah. there's people there and then you know like next thing you know is like quarter full you start seeing and people, then people coming. coming downtown yeah. you know there's a line we got coming. a line and we're like all right dude it's yeah. cracking yeah, you know we got a line, and at the bro. same time we're still like we're running it we're we're you oh, know, we're, this we're guy doing, needs water. Oh, yeah. we ran out of money. We're, we ran out of chains. Like, yeah, we don't know like these things. Yeah, yeah, you know, we're we're still in control of like the whole party, you know, yeah. and and we still got a DJ, you know. So, <laughs> yeah, it was it was real hectic, but you know, we got through it. It was uh, our first event, and then from there, it just we just kept you know continuing throwing events. Yeah. We're like, let's do it. So from that event, we just recycled the money and just kept throwing events you know finding spots we would find locations that would like because back then the parties everyone liked going to like three or four in the morning right. you know five in the morning so yeah, if you threw, San Jose got kind yeah of if, you, if you threw a party like that everyone you know loved it yeah, you know so ours. that was our thing like let's find a spot where we can just go so renegade. you guys became like the kings of after hours yeah yeah we were doing yeah. we, were, we, we were doing a lot of stuff with arturo too yeah. Um, yeah. we were djing over at that i don't know if you remember 301, 301 stockton. stockton do you yeah, remember, remember that, that, yeah. that by, spot? by the arena yeah. back there and yeah. back then yeah. i mean that area was like a known like gay tranny Can area yeah. like where they that was their area <laughs> like because it was hidden in the bag nobody yeah. really messed with them yeah. like we don't want no one right and then the, that 301 stockton place was ran by like trannies so like we would invite our homies to come and they're like dude what the heck is this <laughs> yeah. is this in san jose yeah, yeah. Oh. Jose. and this is like what early mid like mid nine late 90s yeah. early 90s. 2000s yeah in that you know time frame yeah i remember also too so when hollywood junction kind of started to go away they started opening groovy sundays and that right. was at hamburger mary's right right, right. Was, yeah exactly kind of this transition it was, it was funny thank you for tuning in that was the end of part one part two comes out next monday 9 a.m please stay tuned Make sure you like and subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next one comes out.